coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. My place was to fit what my area, what I was doing in his life. I needed to fit, function, and flourish in it. My role was his wife. And as his wife, whatever I had to do to fit in that role, I did it. Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello, and welcome to Finding Peace Within with Lisa L. Dalton. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visiting Finding Peace Within, welcome to the podcast. If you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by studying the Word of God, being honest with who we are, and making the necessary changes we need to do in order to find peace within our souls. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook under Lisa Dalton. On Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton, Instagram, Lisa.Dalton, and LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. I want to give another huge shout out to my husband, Stephen Dalton and the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte for being number one for the 20th week. That's right, 20. Can you say 20? (laughs) On the Nielsen BDS Music Billboards, we've been number one for 20 weeks. God is faithful. Our new song, God is Love, has been charting, doing very well. If you haven't gotten the single yet, you can get it on your musical digital outlets. Wherever you listen to your music, you can download our new song, God is Love. You can also go to YouTube and watch the real live video. Just Google Steve Dalton and the Leviticus Singers, God is Love. It will bless you real good. Now go get that song. And as always, I like to open our podcast with a very short word of prayer. Lord, we thank you today and we honor your name, O God. We just praise you, Lord, for being our our Lord and our Savior in Jesus Christ. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We ask that you be with us as we go through this podcast, as we study and learn more about what it means to be married to music, um, how we can fit, function, and flourish in the lives that our husbands, in the visions that our husbands, and the ministry that our husbands has been ordained to do by you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen got a surprise for you all today. I've been really wanting to do a podcast about this one particular topic because I am a musician's wife. And a lot of people just look at musicians and, you know, especially women, they get so excited. Oh, he played drums. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there may be a wife on the backside looking like, mm-hmm. So I was um, at church and I was sitting down and one of the sisters like, yeah, I know that life. I said, what do you mean you know that life? She said, mm-hmm, sitting waiting for your musician husband to get finished. And I was like, I need you on the show. And that is my friends, Miss Vanessa Gearcrease. Say hey to the people, Vanessa. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I did not know that Vanessa was married to a musician. I was like, you was married to a musician? She was like, yeah, girl. I was like, well, we need to talk. Because this is a life that most people don't know about. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Have no clue. Have no clue. They say, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. Okay, somebody. All right. So, Vanessa, I want you to introduce yourself to Finding... First of all, welcome to Finding Peace Within. I like that title. I really like that title. Thank you. My name is Vanessa Gilcrease. I was married for 32 years. Let me change that. 31 years, 11 months, and 10 days. Oh, my God. <laughs> to a young man who, when I married him, he was a, a communications major at Shaw University. And he was into radio and television and bands and you name it, the man did it. And so now that I am a widow... And I'm heading up Wife to Widow, which is a, the name of my book, which will be coming out soon in a ministry that I'm starting. Congratulations. Oh, God. Yes. Um, I just want, I'm just glad that Lisa invited me to share this with her. It's an honor and a privilege. What good. 32 yeah. years. Yep. And he was a musician when you got married? He was, yeah. Oh my God! Well, we we got a lot to talk about. Then we got a lot to talk about because I have been—I'm a musician myself, you know. And um, but first of all, let's rewind. But now, so how long have we been knowing each other? How long Ooh. you been at? What? I've been at, uh, at City Church or University City Church nine years. Nine years. It'll be ten years actually in October. Okay. But you and I met at Pentecostal. At Pentecostal Temple. <laughs> Yes. And that was woo, woo years ago. <laughs> woo years ago. I'm surprised. Um, yeah. Woo years ago. So you seen me go through a couple of names since, <laughs> since then. But um I'm so glad you agreed to come to to do the podcast with me about merit to music. And one thing I've learned about um being married to a musician is um it takes patience and um, understanding of the call that's on their lives. Now you were, you've been married for 32 years to a musician. My hats off to you. My hats off to you. Steve and I have been together 18 years and, and of course we do music together. Um, but tell me how, how did you all meet? What was the beginning? What's the love story? What's his name? <laughs> you know, I love a love story. <laughs> Well, my husband's name is uh, is Eddie Gilchrist, Eddie and Gilchrist. Eddie and I met, believe it or not, on the men's dorm at Shaw University. My roommate and his best friend used to date, and so we were uh, Ooh, we were introduced because girl. we went to uh, meet. We went to meet up. My girlfriend and I went to meet up with his friend, mm-hmm. and we met Eddie. And he, there was about eight of us girls together, and he went around and. She introduced him to all of us, and when he got to me, Mr. Kissed the back of my hand, where everyone else he just spoke to, and 
Now he was dating somebody while he kissed you on the back of the hand. I don't know what it was don't, or not. I don't what? really care. <laughs> At that time, I, I'm going to be honest. At that time, I didn't care. <laughs> I was just so flattered that he kissed the back of my hand. Uh-huh. And really, I didn't think anything of it mm-hmm. in that sense. I was just flattered that of all the girls there, especially me being from a small town like I was and very shy and insecure, mm-hmm. and that he would from? do that. Edenton, North Carolina. Edenton. I've heard of that before. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later that evening, he showed up at our apartment complex. And it turns out he actually came to see someone else. But that the the guy that brought him over there was dating her, so he came to set up at my house until they got ready to go. And him and I got to talking and talking, and it turns out we got uh, we both were into sports, we both were into jazz music, mm-hmm. and we just got to talking along those lines. And one thing led to another, and thirty one years, eleven months, ten years, ten days later, <laughs> four children later. Right. <laughs> oh right. my God. It's, he was on the radio uh, doing uh, the late night show. Mm-hmm. He, I think his board shift started around eleven, or maybe maybe around twelve. Mm-hmm. But at two o'clock in the morning, he would get really tired, so I would get up and get on the phone with him. Back then, we didn't have sales and all right, that. Right, right. You we had the rotary phone. We really was on the phone, and I would talk to him through his shift. Wow. Even though I had to go to class the next yeah. morning. So, so you all got married while you were still in college? We got married a year later, and I had graduated okay. from college. Uh, and he decided that going back to college wasn't an option. Okay. After we, uh, When he got married and we were uh, getting ready to have our first child within that year, and he just decided that being a husband and being a father was what he wanted to do. Now, that did not stop him from still doing radio and anything else he wanted to do. Wow. I, um, hold on for a second. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Vanessa. Oh, wow. So, what did you like about him? Um, was he playing music then? I didn't know he was. And, and to tell you the truth, I didn't realize what I was getting into when I married Eddie. Because he was into radio. Because he was into radio then. Which meant he was into music. Yeah, and he was a theater major, mm-hmm. so he was doing plays and things. And I just, in in my world, I was just happy to be with someone and that was interested in sports and that I could talk to. And yeah. and he, him and I would just, I mean, we argued back and forth over different things. Our first argument was uh, what our wedding was going to be like. Okay. That was our third meeting of each other. And he was, because he was into, uh, my husband's from Chicago, North, uh, Illinois. Okay. West side of Chicago. What's that? Um, out of the gangs. Got in some trouble mm-hmm. and got a got into a program that allowed him to come to Shaw University, and he was very Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. I am a Southern girl from Smallville, U- USA, mm-hmm. and that's that should tell you. Yeah. I watch Doris Day. Yeah, he wouldn't have watched Doris. No, Day. he would not have. And Lisa and the Green Acres. No, no. Yeah. He wouldn't have done that, but that's what I would, you know, and that was my world. Mm-hmm. And so our world in that area clashed. As we got moved on into it, 
our arguments if there were the argument was around that. But I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved the the clash of the two. The clash and, of the titans. And he evidently loved it because he would bring up subjects that he knew I didn't know anything about, and we would go back and forth. But it pushed me to learn more about African art, mm-hmm. African uh, history, uh, and actually our. Um, I won the argument when it comes to the wedding. It was I the way see, it was I the see. way I wanted well, it. Weddings are for the women anyway, <laughs> man. And we were not wearing kente cloth and African print and jumping and doing all that. So we weren't doing that. And so, but our lives balanced out. Then I discovered that this man was not only on the radio and doing plays, but he uh, he was a sound technician for bands, and so. Okay, <laughs> that was good. Whenever uh, he was a DJ, mm-hmm. so they were doing uh, um, parties mm-hmm. and things. So, and when you, when your husband is doing those type things, you have one or two choices. Either, and I wasn't into that world. Let's so talk that's about a different it. You were into that it. world. I yes. wasn't into that world. I was in a totally different world, and I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I stayed out of it. I let him do his thing. But like a lot of women, I was angry because we got married and we had a baby. And I became a wife and mother. So I was at home at night with this children, with this child, while Mr. on Friday nights, every Friday night, was going to do what he going to do. Yeah. Now, I didn't mind the radio because that was during the day. Mm-hmm. But... Because he was out so much, people assumed that he was single, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he had on a wedding ring. Right, They right. assumed that mm-hmm. he was single. So to counteract that, he made it clear to me, he said, look, at some point, you're going to have to come with me. Right. And I had to make a choice to balance it. And then when I got there, my thing was, okay, I want to go home now. Can we go home? Well, afterwards, you cannot go home. And it was a hard thing learning to sit still while he do what he had to do, float around, learn road course or whatever else he would do. <laughs> you know what? That brings me to um to to where we're gonna go with this with this topic. Um so what do you do and how do you navigate being married to a musician? And in your case, he wasn't just a musician, he was a DJ, he was a, the radio personality, you know, he was a he was very involved. He was the technician. So he had to be there before the band got there. Mm-hmm. He had to be there while they were doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. He had to be there and break it down. Mm-hmm. So that meant you had to sit for hours since you wanted to be a part of it. Because one thing I've learned um, in being married, and I am a musician myself, but with with Stephen and I, I don't play. I sing. Mm-hmm. However, Stephen and I have been together in music as long as I can remember, you know, because I played the organ at church. Right. Stephen was the drummer, uh, and or he was the saxon, saxophone player, or he was the choir director. You know, so we always did music together. Mm-hmm. I never, never dreamed that he and I would be married one day and be doing music together. Okay. You know, so when you said you had to make a choice. That's the first thing. And in my research, you wouldn't believe there are a lot of uh, musicians' wives out here that feel like we do. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing um, they say we need to do is take care of ourselves. That is very much true. The um, 
when Eddie and I first started out, mm-hmm. neither one of us was saved. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy for me to go back and forth into that world with him when he was doing the parties and doing the clubs and things. As long as I had a babysitter, I could go. Right. But then I got saved. Woo-hoo. And I got saved, saved. You got saved for real. <laughs> for real, saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that world was not for me. I tried it, but that just was not for me. I was not going to sit up in a club all night long uh, waiting on him to set up, break down, and do whatever else he had to do. I was not going to sit around all that alcohol. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. At that time in my life, that's where I was. And How old were you then? I was you, in my early 20s. Early 20s, okay. I was in my early 20s. Um, 20, 23, 24, because okay. I was 21 when I got married. Okay. 20 when I got married. Uh, so I took in, um, for the those first three years of my salvation, my husband was heavily and I separated myself from that life. Mm. I became totally a wife at home and taking care of the children. Now my marriage suffered. That's what, that. that's what I was getting ready to ask you. You took yourself away from his world, mm-hmm. but you guys were a part of that together yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So did you begin to feel, I know you said your marriage suffered. Did you begin to feel um, a pulling away intimately? Uh, did you did you see you guys as no longer having anything else in common? Because that music and the artistic part of him is what drew you to him. So so talk to us about what it looked like you now being saved and he not being saved, but still yet in that world of music. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was very jealous of this thing mm-hmm. because it seems like that that became his life. Well, and let, I had no part of it. Let, let's put a pin there. One thing I've learned, and Stephen and I have 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 always been saved. Mm-hmm. But one thing I I've learned is he was married to music before he was married to me. But I didn't realize that. Okay. Go See, ahead. And I, that's, that's the key to it. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. I had no, I had no inkling of his love for music. Yes. It was, it's like a drive in yes. And he just, he could, if he wanted to have stopped, he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he did. Once he got saved, he did try, but he literally could not. It was the truth of the matter is a musician is called to that role, yes. whether they're saved or not. And they, they, it is like what Jeremiah said, fire shut up in their bones. That's really their life. It's not that they're casting us out, but it's who God called them to be. Yes. And it's what God called them to do. And for them not to do it is to take away something out of them. That's what I said to Stephen, um, because, you know, I'm, I'm a fitness person. Mm -hmm. I said, for me to tell you, you can't do music. is like you telling me I can't go to the gym and work out. Mm. because I love going to the gym. If you and I were not doing this podcast right now, I would be out running Wow! <laughs> or working out because mm-hmm. this is my workout time. However, I understand. I didn't always understand it when he became my husband though, mm-hmm. that, that when you said I became jealous of it, take, take me through that part. I, um, I was at home with two children mm-hmm. Um, and he, my husband went, I was a housewife too. That was the other thing. I was a housewife. So you didn't work outside the house. I didn't work outside the house during this, during the first 
four years, four or five years of our marriage, it was off and on where mm-hmm. I worked. Majority of the time I was at home. So here I am at home with these children. And by now we have two. And he's um, he's working days. or And at night he's doing, well, at during the day he was working. And then at night he was doing radio or he was with a group or, or doing a party or something. It seemed like he had a life. And you and didn't. I didn't have one. Right. He was meeting people and I wasn't. Right, right. And so there was people that would come see him and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And when I was with him, people would walk up to him and go to talking to him because they knew him from the radio. They knew him from some play he had done or they saw him at some club or something, but they didn't know me and they didn't know of me. And the reason being, because there was no reason for him to even bring my name up. His thing was, we're talking music or talking, uh, it had to do I'm with that I'm sitting here shaking my head. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> But it I had know. nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I got jealous because I realized I wasn't in, I, a part of his world, you I wasn't a part, part of. of. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was a part of everything. He was my world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our husbands become entirely our world. I was one of those wives where I balanced, I call myself balancing my husband and my children. My children did not take his place. A lot of times women turned to their children. Yes. I couldn't do that. My children had the, my girls had their place and he had his place. Unfortunately, I wasn't appreciating what he was giving me. And I was the one who made the choice to separate. He didn't do that. But I took it out on him as if he did. Because you didn't have an outlet anymore because you guys were together. Mm -hmm. You got saved. He kept on doing what he was doing. Mm -hmm. But you now, my friend is gone on and I'm here with the kids. Mm -hmm. You, I can't go out with you on Fridays. Mm -mm. I can't go out with you on Saturdays. I can't go out with you on Sundays when you're doing the parties Mm -hmm. because, and it just doesn't seem fair that he was able to continue on and you didn't. So Mm -hmm. how did you take care of yourself? During that time, during that period of time, I, I had to find something for me. Mm-hmm. So and what, that's what, and that's and what that's, it said. And that's what I, what I did was I became more involved at church. Mm-hmm. I, um, and I, I didn't leave him out of that world. I still talked to him about it. He didn't want to hear it, but, mm-hmm. still, <laughs> but I became so involved in the prayer ministry at my church or, uh, helping my pastor at that time was Bishop M.S. Nesbitt out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Helping her with stuff. And really, she became my mentor. And what she told me was two things that really saved my marriage. She told me, one, shut my mouth. That means stop fussing, stop arguing, stop nagging, stop complaining. Yep. The second thing she told me to do was love my husband. Yes. And so... The, I had to focus on what we did have and learn how to enjoy that. Yes. Because I didn't want to lose my husband. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. So I learned how to enjoy the times when we went to the park together. And yes, I did learn, okay, how to compromise this thing. If he was doing a, if the band was playing someplace that I could go, then I would go with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could. I didn't have to do everything they did, but if they were doing a, a, a in the park, I can go there. Yes, you can so go to the park. I could go to and the park still be and, safe. and still there, and I could hear. And 
it wasn't like I wasn't listening to the music because mm-hmm. he played it in the house. Right. So I just had to balance that thing. And it, it took me a while. And I can tell you that it was a little rough. I'm sure. But we eventually did it. And then my husband got saved. Mm-hmm. And when he got saved, I was like, yes, 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 yes. yes he saved it. In my world, I thought <laughs> all that was going to be in there. Negative. Negative. No. My husband got saved and came to church with me on Mother's Day. And for some reason, the sound in the church would not act right. Uh-oh. They couldn't get Bishop Wright saved their life. And Bishop told me, uh, having known that my husband was a sound technician, told him to get in the choir box and go fix up there to fix that sound. And she told him, she said, this is your seat from now on. And you were like, I was like, okay. I was happy because that meant he had the reason to come to church. Yeah. But I didn't want him. I didn't realize what that meant. What that meant was now in church, there's a musician thing. We think that once we get saved and we go to church and we come home, but there's a life among the musicians within the church. Yes, it is. There's rehearsals that we're not a part of. Yep. Even though I was in the choir, but I, choir rehearsal was on Saturdays. Musicians rehearsal was any day they called. That's it. right. That's and right. And so even though he was doing sound and he was singing with them and he had put everything else, he still, he stopped doing the bands. He stopped DJing parties. But he never let go of the radio. And he he was still doing music. He was still doing music. And then Homeboy picked up the bass guitar. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Here we go. And when he did that, that just changed. I mean, it, he would practice, come home from work and pick up his bass and practice for hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I've got now I've got four small children. I'm thinking, honey, I need these help with these children. But what I learned to do was that that was his way of winding down. Yes, yes. And so I let him, I, I, I found my own way to wind down. Oh, really? I began to appreciate it. Because for me, reading was a winding down. Yes. Uh, once I got the children settled, read, uh, I sat down and read. And he never stopped me from reading. He never, if I read to 2 o'clock in the morning, he never said, Van, come to bed and start reading. Mm-hmm. So who was I to tell him to stop doing that? And, you know, and I believe the Holy Ghost helps us learn how to minister to our husbands to bring peace in that house because mm-hmm. the word said um, a man would rather be on the on the rooftop than in the house with a squalling woman. He ought to. So when, when <laughs> amen. So when your pastor gave you the advice to first shut up and that's one of the things that's he, that when I was doing my research mm-hmm. it does say for us to keep our mouth shut. First of all because their love for the music is so deep that we, we you can never compete with it. You can't. You can never. And I can remember when Stephen and I uh, first got married, and oh, man, and of course again we were doing music together, mm-hmm. Leviticus together. Well, he would practice all the time. I'm like, well, when you gonna spend time with me? You always, you always practicing. You always doing well. It's always music. It's always music, 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 music. And then I'm like, well, dang, where where do I fit in your life? And then the Holy Spirit re- told me one day, you will not win. And I, that's when I stopped fighting the music. Mm-hmm. And then I began to develop my own, like you, 
I had developed my own ministry. Mm-hmm. What what is it I love to do? Because I love music too, but mm-hmm. I wasn't playing it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was I was singing, but I wasn't a part of the band practice anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't a part of developing the music anymore mm-hmm. because now we have this whole horn section, you got the brass mm-hmm. section, you got the keys, you got the guitar. I mean, all of that I was not a part of. Mm-hmm. So now I had to really find Lisa. What is it Lisa is going to do now that your husband is so busy with music, which you mm. will always be second to? I don't think you're second. See, that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's really, men tend to be like waffles. You know how waffles have those little squares where they come compartmentalize? Mm. You know that word. <laughs> Compartmentalize. Thank you. That They do that. So they don't see, they see that when they, when they, in they never stop being a husband. Right. But music is this little square that they've got to take care of now. Yeah. Okay, when they're through with that, okay, now it's time to take care of the wife and this is over here. Okay, I'm through with that. Now let's go over here and do work. Each department has its place. Yes. And so they don't see it as one taking second place to the other. That's good. Everything Vanessa. has its place in their lives. Well, we as women, it's a light spaghetti. And you can't find the beginning of the noodle from the end of the noodle. Right. If you think about it. And that's that good. was uh, when I heard, I heard that teaching from this pastor on the radio. And Ed and I began to look at each other that Sunday morning when we heard and said, oh, that explains it. That set me free. Yeah. Because I stopped. I, I no longer compared my life. I no longer saw myself as second place or not having a place. My place was to fit what my area, what I was doing in his life. I needed to fit, function, and flourish in it. My role was his wife. And as his wife, whatever I had to do to fit in that role, I did it. And so when we started doing ministry together, yeah, even yeah. in ministry, my husband was still doing music. Uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. He, he picked up. Cause your big, husband um, accepted the call to ministry. Yep. He took the, he accepted the call to ministry. Then he got in this band with this, with the past, our, our pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. So now my husband is ministering the gospel. He's preaching the gospel. Uh, he's in this group with her and her boys and he's playing bass for them. And that, two nights of the week gone mm-hmm. with that not counting. He was on the praise and worship team at mm-hmm. church. That's still gone. doing sound. <laughs> still, do- Well, he was doing, he had stopped doing sound. Now he's playing bass and singing. Mm. And then we got into prison ministry. Oh Lord. In prison ministry, his, his job was to make sure the quit all the equipment was there. Mm-hmm. All the music equipment, sound equipment, everything was there in and t- ready to go to the prison. Loaded up, unloaded at the prison, loaded, uh, broken down, put it back on that van and bring it back. When we did evangelistic outreaches, he was, that's when he started back doing sounds. He was doing the same thing. And you know how I, that meant that he was there at the last minute. So where was Vanessa? Vanessa was there beside him. That's right. Vanessa and her four children was there because what I did was, all right, Eddie's got to be here at eight o'clock to set up. We got to be here at eight o'clock to set up. Mm-hmm. So my children learned how to d- help him set up. I learned how to help him set up. Or I found me a corner and sat down while they did what they had to do. What I did learn how to do when it was time to break down and I wanted to come home early. And I'm like, okay, let's hurry up. I learned how to fold cords. That's right. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Girl, I quickly learned how to fold them cords. Tell me about it. There have been many a days. Oh my God, many a days. 
I watched the band and they sitting around. I'm looking at my husband. I'm like, let me start packing up this mm-hmm. stuff. And I have, I've been that woman too. Pack up the cords, drove the van, drive the U-Haul, whatever needed to be done, help financially, sacrifice mm-hmm. in order for the vision to go forth. And that's one thing that my husband and I have um, learned in our marriage. The reason, like you said, fit, function, and flourish. Mm-hmm. How do I fit in here? What's my function and how do I help it flourish? That's, that's it. And that's I it. believe when we as women who are married, and whether it's music, just any part of ministry, mm-hmm. where where do I fit? What do you need from me? And I have sat and, and waited. He said, we need to be here two hours early. Okay, when he get home, we, we on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I need you to be out of the way, dressed, ready to go. So that I can come in and do whatever I need to do. If we got to go and pick up somebody, I need you to be, if I need you to cash out me something, mm-hmm. I need you to, where do I fit, function, and flourish in this man's music life? You have to create a role for yourself. In yes, that. you do. And you don't, uh, where I messed up at the beginning was I didn't create a role. Yeah. And but so, you did, did you, you didn't have a blueprint. I didn't. So how, you didn't know how. You didn't know what was needed. You That's why we have to communicate. And that's another thing. It says develop tough skin so you won't be resentful mm-hmm. and you don't be jealous mm-hmm. of everybody. Cause, because I sing and I can remember, I'm going to tell you this story. I can remember um, one day we were at the studio and my husband was so hard on me. And I'm like, you ain't hard on these other people. Why are you hard on me? And then I would bring it home. Mm-mm. And then, so now we fussing at Shamrock about music and it has nothing to do with our marriage. But like you were saying, it, it brought a wedge into our marriage. And um, I, I, I say, look, we need to go in the living room and have a chit chat. And the living room from when I grew up, if you in the living room talking, it's a serious conversation. <laughs> and I just told him I didn't like the way I feel when we're in the studio together. And you, you know, you talk to me the way you talk to me. I said, now, if this is how we're going to do this, I won't be able to do this with you. I will be your wife. I'll support you. I'll drive you wherever you need to go. But um, I can't sing with Leviticus and bring this home smart woman because my marriage to me mm-hmm. was more than music mm-hmm. now I this is how I'm going to fit function and flourish in this and I didn't have that problem anymore and I still sing to that okay. but I had to communicate that to him other than that I would have been mad and you didn't make him make a choice between the two I did not you, what you did was or you laid it said this is the, this is the problem mm-hmm. now you fix it yeah. And you gave him the opportunity to do it. You, he can't fix something that he doesn't know. Right. But never make the choice. Never put them in a choice in a row where they have to make a choice between you and music. Women will lose every time. You will lose every time. You will lose every time. Because he's not going to be happy. No. And that's the other thing. You 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 fell in love with the person, and that is the all person. Yes. 
everything about them. Yes. And that's one thing he and I talk about often. He was like, you know, you 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 love me and in my quietness, in my backgroundness, <laughs> and I love you in your loudness. <laughs> <laughs> in your mouth, you know. I was like, yeah. And I love you the same. You know, but so what if we say, I don't know why he always practicing. Girl, every room in my house, except for this space we in right now, in mm. our bedroom, in the bathroom, got music in it. Some type of equipment. It's a mic. It's a drum. It's a keyboard. It's amplifier. It's something. It's something related to music. And but I had to say, look now, we gotta get stationary. We can't be all over the place. And I can't get upset because he wants to bring it home. Mm-mm. I can't get upset once again, as you stated, if we do that, we will lose. Every time. Every time. Every time. And it's not that they you it's not that they intentionally Mm-mm. make that choice. It's a natural progression because you're separating them from something who they are. That music is who they are. Yes. And that is a part of the man that you fell in love with. Eddie being a musician and Eddie being in that world, to tell you the truth, it attracted me. It was an attraction there. To be able to sit down and to discuss jazz music. and mm-hmm. he, I learned so much. He would point out different chords and I, I can now, he, well, before I could just only hear music and wouldn't remember a word the first well, now I can remember the words because that's what he taught me. Yeah. Listen for the words. I can pick out a bass guitar from a regular guitar yeah. because that's what he taught from a lead guitar. That's yeah. what he taught me. And Th- instead of fighting it, you became a part, part of it. Part of it. I became a part of it. And I think that's where, because I've heard uh, other married women who are married to music um, say, well, I'm really not a part of it. Well, you need to be a part you need of it. To be. It's just like if he play football, you need to learn the game. Mm-hmm. If they play basketball or whatever, whatever it is that they're involved in, you need to learn the game. You do. You don't have to do what they do, but you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And you need to appreciate what they're doing. Yes. Otherwise, if you don't learn to appreciate and separate yourself, you're creating a world without them in it. Mm-hmm. And when they go back to reach for someone to comfort them when things don't just go right mm-hmm. or they they get frustrated. You're not going to be there to do that. That's and right. you're opening the door for someone else to come in. I'm just going to be blank. Absolutely. Someone else to come in and do what you should have done because they understand. Yes. Now that's one thing um, I'm trying to think. If I, I'll be honest. I've, I've had that feeling as well. And even though we do music together, mm-hmm. you know, my husband having conversations with with other women not men Mm -hmm. uh, about what the ministry is doing and he didn't share it with me Mm -hmm. now in the beginning I I, I was very pissed off about it how dare you talk to her about what we do together you didn't even tell me (laughs) you know but then over time because we've been doing this thing now for 17 years I don't even want to (laughs) know <laughs> because I don't know. I'm good. I'm good because I know how I fit, function, and to help this thing flourish. That's right. You know your role. I know my role. You know that a marriage is like a puzzle, and then when we're married to a man that's married to music, you got to realize that's it's just like a man who's married to ministry. Yeah, that's their first love. Yes, and it has to be. Yeah, it just has to be, but 
you've got to know where you fit in that place. Yeah. And that if you don't if you fit where you're supposed to fit, that is you complete the role that you're supposed to. You never have to worry about anything else. That's right. Because you that area you were put in his life to fulfill a specific thing. Yes. And that's the only thing you can concentrate on. Yes. The biggest thing about what I learned and when I look back at marriage and look back at ministry and all we went through and everything at the end, we and when I see think about how happier we were and I think about what my children says, it's because not only did I learn to adjust, mm -hmm. he learned to adjust. Yes. Then sometimes when we tell it, it sounds like all the adjustment is on us as women. But no, there's some adjustment they have to make. Oh yeah, definitely. And he he had to, and he made some adjustments. Mm -hmm. He learned that okay, there are times when he knew that okay, I tonight I need to cut practice short. I've been back here long enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I got to go sit with my wife. Mm -hmm. I got to go sit with my children. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna miss the children's football game tonight to the practice. I'm going to the game. Right. And there were some adjustments he had to make. Now in making those adjustments. We had to make some other adjustments along the way on other areas. To accommodate areas. him. To accommodate, because the bottom line is, he still had to prepare his sermons. He still had to have that music ready. Wow. He still had to practice and learn them notes and things. Mm -hmm. And my husband played by ear. He did mm -hmm. not read music. So when you play by ear, you got to practice extra hard. That's right. That's correct. Uh, you got to, you know, there were nights I'd be like, if you don't turn that music off. But he had, that was his way of listening to it, to pick up what he needed to. And then he would sit down and he'd practice and mm -hmm. play with it. Those type things I had, you know, I just had to go through. And the children had to go through. But now that he's gone on home to be with the Lord, those are the things that when my children and I sit around, those are the the moments that they sing, talk about. Wow. Not in a bad way, but that's who their daddy was. And that's so good when the children realize, I mean, even with us and, and Max and my son too, my son, my oldest son, Adrian, he's, he's a musician as well. He's a producer. He's a writer. He's a singer. Um, so, you know, we all about music. Yeah. Max knows his dad as the musician. Mm -hmm. So when he's right now, I guarantee you, he has headphones on his ear and listening to some music preparing for something mm -hmm. because you know it's in his core um but his son our son our sons all know this is what he does when max draws cards for him it's always going to have a mic some music mm -hmm. notes or something because they know this is what daddy does they know daddy this is what daddy does daddy does music and there's nothing wrong with it. He mm. makes time. Stephen knows, okay, I've been back here long enough. Because now we have this studio here at the house. He has, okay, I've been back here long enough. Let me go up front and be with love. And when he comes up, I shut myself down. And mm -hmm. we spent, I don't continue doing what I'm doing because he just stopped doing what he was doing. That's like right. you said, we adjust. That's right. We adjust our schedule. Give me um, some wisdom as we bring out... Um, podcast to a, a close share wisdom to the young women because there are some young women out who here who have married musicians and don't understand the life the sacrifice that we make for our husbands and and as you say how do i fit how do i function how do i flourish 
along with him and I still maintain my individuality in my ministry. Don't get so caught up into his life that yeah. you forget who you are. Or sometimes because we are young, we don't know who we are. Never stop developing. Yeah. Spend time. If you want to go back to school, go back to school. If you want to go, um, if you want to work full time and do something, but don't sacrifice your marriage for it either. Yeah. The other thing is keep the main thing, the main thing. Don't major on the minors. Okay. So she was up in his face. You've got to learn to trust your husband. Yes. And that is a major, the biggest issue when we're, when our husbands is married to music and we are, is the, whether we want to admit to it or not, is we're okay when they're in the house. It's when they're not in the house. Right. And women are attracted to musicians. Yes, they are. And they flock around and they just want to be around them. Yeah. You've got to build up some type of relationship with your husband to the point that you trust him. And you got to let him know. Baby, I trust I you. I trust you, yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. I, I expect the best of you. I'm here for you. And when he's having those rough nights, take the time to listen to him. Yeah. If, if, if the one piece of advice I always would give a woman is major on the majors, minor on the minor. And what is a major? Keeping your relationship with him. Yes. First and foremost. First and foremost. And you can only do that when you are committed to God yourself. Amen. Amen. Major in the majors. Minor in the minors. Never stop developing. Mm -mm. And uh, and have a real relationship with the Lord. Have and especially if he doesn't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's even more so important because the word says that uh, unbelieving husband is saved by the believing wife. And if you're feeling insecure and you you don't know where to go, get, find another sister connect to connect with. Mm -hmm. Find someone that you can pour your heart out to, and we can walk this thing out together. together. We're gonna walk this thing out together. I will say one other thing: when I was believing God for Eddie's salvation, mm -hmm. and I feel led to say this, yes. um, the one thing I did was. I asked God to save him, and then I thanked God for saving yes. him. And I treated him as if he was saved, even though he was still in the world. Yeah. He was still running the streets. He was still getting high. He was still in those bands and doing whatever they did and hanging with them. But I, when he came home, and it took some work on me, because mm -hmm. Vanessa is Vanessa. Right, right. But Vanessa had to submit herself to the Holy Spirit. Right. And the Holy Spirit said, Treat him as if he was safe. That means I loved on him. When I I never denied him access to our bedroom. Mm -hmm. I didn't yep. if, if I were, if he wanted me to cook a meal, I made sure it was cooked. Mm -hmm. When I made sure that whatever someone else, no one else in the world could say they were doing something for my husband right. that I wasn't doing. Right. And because I treated him that way, yeah. when my husband gave his life to the Lord. One of the things he said, well, um, he, he, up to the end when he gave his testimony, was my wife treated me as if I was her husband before when I wasn't even acting as her husband. Right. He didn't realize I was treating him as if he was saved. Right. In his mind, I just treated him nice. Right. I was kind to him. I loved on him. And I stopped fussing. Yes. I shut my shut mouth. Shut your mouth. 
Shut your mouth. And I know people don't like to hear that term, mm. shut your mouth. But sometimes we have to say it hard like that. Because shut we up. as women, especially women of color, yes. we can say things out of our mouths that's just cruel. Mm. Remember, that's, that man is your heart. Yes. And when you bruise his heart, you're, you're bruising, bruising your heart. And you chose to be with that person. You chose him. Ah. You chose him. Yes. And if he's willing to abide with you and your mess... Because you aren't perfect. Because we all got mess. Ah. Then you learn to abide with him. Yes. And watch God bring you both oh, to a beautiful yes. place oh, in God. him. Thank you, Jesus. This is a good place ah, ah. to close us out in prayer, Thank Sister you, Vanessa. And um Yes, just close us thank out you, in Father. prayer. Thank Father, you, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this time in your thank presence. You, Lord. you are a holy God, yes, a righteous are, God, Jesus. a pure God. Yes, Lord. You care so much about us, mm. Father. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. We ask you now, Father, even as someone mm. is sitting here listening to this podcast, yes, that you, O oh God, would touch their hearts that you will mold it and shape it, that they will accept the wisdom and the insight, and that they will see the fruits of this coming about in their marriages and in their relationships. We thank you, Father God, for this time with Lisa. Bless her and our home continue to bless her husband. God, increase them. In the name of Jesus, we say peace be still to everyone's life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Sister Vanessa. This has been amazing. Amazing. And thank you all for listening to Finding Peace Within. As I always say, smile, show up, succeed every day. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now remember, you can always connect with me on social media. Facebook under Lisa Dalton. Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. Instagram, Lisa.Dalton. And LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. Visit my website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, Find the books that I've written, listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed. <laughs>